Welcome to The Last Detail, a thoroughly considered side quest. In this show, we chat with a distinguished guest about a single object that is meaningful to them. We dive deep into that object, discussing the design, the manufacturing process, the good, the bad, and everything in between. After all, good design is thorough, down to the last detail. Today's guest is Jason Freed, the co-founder and CEO of 37 Signals, the company behind Basecamp and Hay. His object is the Longo One. So I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so I got sent like a bunch of stuff from Dan about the watch, yeah. the Lango One. Are is this about the very specific <laughs> one, or is it all like one watches? Like where? <laughs> so it's a great question. Um, the Lango One, as an object, is something I'm re- I really love as an object. All of them. For the most part, all of them, but this particular model is especially special uh, to me and also just in general, it happens to be. But the design is generally the same on all of them. There's just some different colors and whatnot, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. So it's like, this is like the thing. Cause I read, you know, like we read, like I'm sure Dan did too, like some of the history of like this specific one. It's like, okay, well, yeah. how much of this, you know, how deep of a rabbit hole are we, go, hole are we, we going to go down? pretty deep if you want, but. <laughs> But, yeah. but but in yeah. general, like the design aesthetic of them is is appealing to me, no matter what the variation yeah. is. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, all I mean, you you said you had selected this uh, in an email, and I you know I I like watches, but I don't consider myself like a watch nerd. Or I don't know a super lot about them, but I can definitely feel myself like starting to creep in. It's like a very dangerous road to go down. So I'm. I'm, I'm getting pulled into it. And so this was kind of, I'm sure I've seen this watch before, but this was my first time actually like yeah, looking at it and kind of studying it and appreciating it. And it's just so lovely <laughs> and such a nice, I mean, there's so many nice things about it. So I guess to start off, like why of all the objects you could have picked, like why did you pick the longer one? I've thought about so many different things to pick as I'm sure <laughs> all your guests do. Yeah. Um, this is a watch that I saw a friend of mine owned it. I think I saw it a decade ago. I've loved watches for a long time. And um, I saw him wearing it, and it just captivated me. The, the, it's so unusual. Now, nowadays, this sort of off-center design in watches has sort of become a little bit more common, but this mm-hmm. was radically different. Yeah. And um, what caught me was there's a lot of asymmetry in it, but there's a lot of harmony in it. And you... You see that in nature a lot. Nature is mostly asymmetrical. Yeah. Um, there's, of course, like if you look at an individual leaf, it's kind of symmetrical, but the tree is not. Yeah. Um, if you look at a, in an insect, it probably is. But if you look really close, it's not. Like, it, and this is an example of like you don't see a lot of objects, in my opinion, that are that are um, have this kind of asymmetry and also this kind of harmony. It's yeah. very hard to attain. And I. I didn't look at it that way, but I felt it. I'm like, this yeah. is, this feels really calming, but also it's like off Weird. balance. Like yeah. how, yeah. why is it so, so it just kind of caught me and, um, and it's always stuck with me. I have, I have six of these watches, different oh. variations of the longer one. So like out of all the things I could have picked, I'm like, what is the one thing I have multiple copies of? There must be a reason for there that. There must be a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I, I picked this to talk about. And it's also, you know, for, for people who are not into watches, this is a pretty obscure brand. Mm. Even if you're kind of into watches, it's still kind of an obscure brand. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about since most people probably never heard of it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, so lay out, what are the different kind of in general, you said you have six. So like, what are the different case colors and like yep. do, you, do you have like because i know there's ones where it's like a blue face with gold you know and like a rose gold case like what are the yeah are you kind of squarely in like one corner like what how, uh, no so i have um I, maybe i have five not six as i'm thinking about now uh, but anyway um this one that we're talking about or we haven't really announced which one it is yet but you will this is a white gold case um, and all the dials are made of sterling are made of silver, but they're sort of they can be galvanized to have different yep. colors. But it's a silver di- mm. a silver dial, um, and um, they, but they come come in yellow gold. They come in um, a really obscure one. They come it comes in steel. Um, they only made a handful of those. 
Um, it comes in platinum and it comes in rose gold as well. So rose, yellow, white, platinum, and then really rarely steel. I'm more drawn to like white metals, like white gold or steel or platinum because yeah. it's a yeah. little bit more subdued. But I also do have a, um, I do have a yellow gold one because it's the first year. So okay. in it, whenever I collect things, I like to have like the earliest iteration of something because to me, it's like the mm. purest, yeah. Here's purest what they were version thinking. of it. Yeah. And what's cool about the really, really early versions of the Longa One is they have what's called a closed case back. So all future ones have an open case back. You can see the movement in the back, the mechanical yeah. movement. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. ones, I don't know, maybe they did this for a year or so, had a closed case back, meaning you could not see the movement. Which is even more German. And it's like, like we're not going to show off. Yeah. It's just like, this is just it's like... It's in there. Yeah. It's fancy, but... <laughs> just trust <laughs> Yes. It's, we, we put all of our heart and soul into this, but we're not going to let you see it because it's not about... It, it's a, we did it because we're craftspeople. And yep. but anyway, so but then the customers are requesting, like, I want to see this movement. Yeah. And so yeah. then they do that. So yeah. I have one of the really, really early ones in yellow that's also has the closed case back, which is pretty cool. They also made them in platinum with closed mm. case back, which I don't have. I'd love to find one of those. They've just gotten it very expensive. So yeah. not, it's off the table mm-hmm. at the moment. So, okay. So it sounds like f- for you, this is an object you love, like aesthetically. But then you, there's like definitely a historical bent, like an idea, like you love the, hi- it seems like you like the history of it. You're interested in it from a historical context. It's not just like, oh, I have this thing. And that's why you have multiples, I'm guessing. It's not like, oh, I have a yellow gold one and a this for to match from a style point of view. It's like, no, this one's important for X reason or whatever. Well, they, you know, historically they're they're interesting because the design is extremely pioneering. I love yeah. things that don't look like anything else, and not because they're novel, but because someone took a chance. Mm-hmm. Someone really did something different, and and like you know, it's easy to look back on those things now and go, "Wow, that's a successful thing. It's been around for twenty five years." But I, this thing was so strange. <laughs> and, and you could only, and this is to launch a brand new, uh, well, to relaunch a brand. Yeah. Yeah. You could just imagine how conservative they probably felt like they had to be. This is just like so much pressure <laughs> and to go off and do something so radically different. Um, and, and they actually did that with, with all the watches they launched at 94 when they came back as a brand. Um, but I just love the pioneering spirit of this and, and the, the audacity and, and also the harmony. There's just so many things going for it that I, I find to be very inspirational whenever we try to build something new at 37 signals like i I always just try to like i want it to be to add something new that doesn't exist i I just want it i want us to take a chance i want us to do something different i don't like me too stuff like what what is a unique opinionated it's opinionated and you're and you're and you're staying you're staying being strong in that and and like so for me you know when i look at these watches it's like often I, I want to think of it like a graphic design problem. And in some ways it is, but then you realize, oh, wait, the whole thing that is driving this has to be engineered to serve the graphic design problem and vice versa. So it's not like, <laughs> oh, this company was like, oh, yeah, we had this movement and we're just like changing the art on this. It's like, no, 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 no. Like they had to be like, we're going to make this crazy like off-center asymmetrical watch and we had to make yeah. a movement that drives it. <laughs> you know, it's like a really long investment. And so that does make it feel like particularly opinionated where it's like... That's why I love mechanical watches to begin with is that it's, it's art, it's science, it's engineering, it's technical achievement, it's it, actual like handwork artistry and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, especially this kind of watch. So typically, so most watches, you know, you've got the, 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 the time or the two hands in the center, yep. sometimes a third second hand or sometimes a second hand's down below. To make something so unusual and off-center, it's actually quite hard because it doesn't follow the traditional principles of like where things should line oh, up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's just a, there's so much engineering and thought and balance and artistry and the size of the discs. And by the way, this, this design, even though it looks sort of off-center, it's based on the rule of thirds. So it's actually right. beautifully lined up, even though you wouldn't know. So, yep. and then to make it to make the movement work, and still be thin and small, and, and still have the crown at three. Like all these things were so yeah. different. Yeah, someone you, you can imagine awesome. whoever was like the design lead or whatever product yep. person on this had some crazy sketch idea, and then that was like, well, we got to well, build the whole on. company yeah, around this. <laughs> yeah, it's like such a move, right? It's such an opinionated move, and so I think that is. There's, I mean, I know for us, like with Studio Neat, like 
I really think one of our superpowers is the fact that we're so small, we can be opinionated, right? We don't have this committee right. design situation. And so like, yeah, the fact that this whole company was like birthed out of this idea that was weird is, is pretty like, that does feel like iconic. And, and then tied to that, like, just to kind of go deeper on like just how sort of unusual this is to begin with is that this company had been around since the mid 1800s and then in World War II, they were nationalized. So they basically died and they were relaunched in, in 1990, officially 94. So when they came out with this stuff. So this is an old traditional, extremely, and watchmaking is an old traditional thing. And then to relaunch an old traditional brand this way is also uh, inspiring. So it's the brand story. It's the design itself. It's it's the it's the pioneering spirit of it. It's the big date, which is very unusual in watches to have a big date like this, mm-hmm, yeah. which was based on an mm-hmm. opera uh, time left, I think, until the opera started window or something. Anyway, the whole thing is so cool, and I just love the design. But the reason I have, I, I think you asked earlier, and I kind of just missed it, but I have multiple versions because I, I like each. I like the way each one looks differently. Like it's still the same theme. Mm-hmm. But it's a reminder that um, changing some subtle things can give the, even though it's the same thing, can really give it a different feel. Yeah. And that's sort of a nice, it's just a nice thing to live with and to see and to feel. And the other thing that's interesting is that with the different metals, there's a different weight to the watch. Uh, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. I don't have a platinum one, but platinum ones are quite heavy. Yeah. Steel's quite light. Um, it's just, I don't know, there's something very cool about it. And then they patina differently, especially the movements patina. They're made of German silver, which kind of takes on this brassy color over time mm, and that's mm-hmm. cool to see and the other thing that's cool about these watches is that the what's called the the balance cock which mm-hmm. is the the part of the watch that holds the the uh the balance wheel is hand engraved so each yeah, yeah, yeah. one is engraved it's by different. i think one of four engravers or something like okay that. and so every watch <laughs> is unique also in a yeah. small way which is a neat little touch too yeah. it's a flourish they didn't have to do yeah it's also something you would think that they would cut out because like it's expensive. And initially, maybe it wasn't because it was important. But even today, they're a much bigger yeah. brand. They still do it that way. Every single watch does it like this and every, that they make. And it's just a nice little touch and a callback to, to history and flourishes. And that's, the, and that's hidden, right? Like, like that's on your wrist. Only like, for the wearer. Yeah. Because it's only, on the back. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. Is a, which is a beautiful <laughs> thing. I mean, like one of the things that I, when I was like thinking about these like Dieter Rand principles things, and I'm not going to jump the gun and go there yet, but just mm-hmm. thinking about the... <laughs> This, this watch, when you look at it, especially this this kind of white, white on white with blue, it feels like really minimal and like simple. And you could imagine there's like some, like a Chinese knockoff watch that costs $20 that looks like this. But then, like you said, when you see the back and you can see the complex movement and all the care that's put in there, it's like, oh, here it is. And so the fact that that's <laughs> hidden, though, is like this. Yeah. It, it, it's another one of these like bold and it is like, yeah, very German, just like. We're not going to be showy here, but the, you know it's it's there, you know, and and I, that having that relationship where maybe no one else ever sees that part of the watch, but the person that owns it and like the wearer, like that. There's something really like poetic about that. Yeah, idea. The other thing that's really poetic about their watches is their their logo. Not always, but oftentimes their logo is is in an arc. I love text on an arc. I don't know why. It's always been something I've loved, and I don't. You don't see it enough. Um, most watch brands have their, 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 in their logo straight, like in the middle of the watch above, the, but this, there is nowhere to put it, uh, on this watch right, in the middle. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's arced above, above the top and it's just, it's so, I don't, it's so poetic and lovely to have that. Um, and, and then you have text, other curved text around the sides and the bottom made in Germany. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of poetry in it, and it just, it really, every time I look at it, it just, it just gets me. I'm looking at it right now. That's why I'm looking off. And the ampersand, their ampersand is like, oh, real. beautiful, yeah. right? We're going yeah, for it, like guys. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah. That's the other thing. Their typography on their watches, and not just this one, but all their watches, is so on point, and which is very rare in the watch world. Most typography is pretty sh. Mm-hmm. And it's not considered, yeah. actually. And it's just like it's weird, uh, and this is just like it's it's they, they have their own typeface. It's beautifully set. It's thoughtful. It's all it's all um, harmonious. There's a bunch of watches that like 
expensive watches where like the brand logo is like this and the other type, type is like this and the other, oh, type, is the other type like this. And it's like, on. no yeah. one thought about that. I, it just shocks me. Yeah. But the, <laughs> these guys think about it all and it's just, it's lovely and it all adds up. So we're t- kind of talking about the face of the watch. So let's kind of get into it a little yeah. bit. I mean, I'm staring at an image of it right now and it's hard to imagine moving anything. Like everything is so just locked together in this perfect balance and harmony that's like it's like oh i'm gonna like nudge this over and it's like nah like that's gonna screw everything up like everything is perfectly placed and so we'll we'll put for those not familiar with this watch we'll put a image as the podcast artwork but just to attempt to draw a word picture it's as we've alluded to many times it's an asymmetrical face so you have the the main dial with the minute and hour which is traditionally in the center of the watch it's pushed over it's smaller and pushed over to the left side at a, at a, I guess, 10 o'clock, uh, around a watch face. And then at about, I guess, one o'clock, you have a big date window. And then at, uh, I guess, what is that? Five o'clock, you have a smaller second, uh, dial. And then kind of at, uh, three o'clock, you have the power, uh, meter, power right? Reserve, yeah. And so, yeah, power reserve. And so you have to look at a picture of this, but basically, it's like instead of everything centered like a normal watch, you have kind of these floating things that seem random, but then you start to look at it and you just see everything. I actually like dragged this image into Photoshop and we're laying guides down and we're like, oh my God, everything is like a line and there's like an equilateral triangle like formed here. And it's, it's amazing how just locked in everything is. It is. And the, one of the things I've always wondered about, so if you look very closely between the, uh, the, 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 the time dial and the, and the seconds dial, they overlap slightly. Yeah, they overlap. Yeah. Right? So, yes. so it's, you know, in some ways you think like they wouldn't overlap. Like that's actually kind yeah. of messy or something. But it connects the two things. Yeah. Now, I don't know exactly what. I mean, they could have made that small seconds smaller and still kept but it. But then they would do that thing where things are almost touching and there's that tension. So it's like this weird. My guess is they looked at this in a variety of different ways in layouts oh, yeah. around that. Like, cause, cause you could have made the small seconds thing smaller yeah, and still have the pinion in the same spot. Like that could have worked. I have a feeling that they wanted to connect hours, minutes and seconds. Yeah. And to do yeah. that, they slightly overlapped it. And I, I don't know exa- exactly why, but I think that's my, my guess would be that these things are connected. Um, and yeah, it's one of those details where you look at that and you go that, that they kind of like, botched that or something but 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 they didn't i don't know there's something really beautiful about it thank you for calling that out i that is my favorite detail (laughs) on this watch is that the overlap of the second style with it's like i the first i saw it and i was like wait that can't be and i kind (laughs) of zoomed in i was like oh my god like what a what a choice and it just ah yeah it works so well and you kind of see the uh the indices kind of peeking through like what is actually covered is like oh man this is this is a chef's kiss. Such a yeah. nice detail. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, I'm sure they also like, oh, should the hours and minutes be on top? And I'm sure that there's a reason why no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you could tell they went through the cycles. I mean, I, who knows how many cycles, but I wouldn't. It's like probably in the hundreds or thousands. It's like, you know, like you can't <laughs> get here without trying everything, especially when it's so like odd. You know, you have to yeah. be like, okay, <laughs> And so, yeah, there's something, there's just something about it. I bet, you know, you could probably like take off the like made in Germany. Like there's probably some little things you could kind of remove or something, but yeah, it does feel just locked, like cemented. Yeah. It's, 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 um, I think, I think the, the thing that's cool too, and we talked about this a little bit earlier is the way the type, the type is sort of thrown to the outside and it sort of orbits the rest of the watch. Mm-hmm. That's what's cool about the type on an arc. It's sort of like, it's there. But it's it's supporting the um, it's not in the way. If you look at like a modern good comparison for someone who's like wondering what the hell we're talking about, would be look at like to look at a modern um, Rolex Submariner, which is like kind of the most popular uh, iconic watch in the world. Basically, there is so much type on it, um, and it's so small you can't read it, and it's just straight, yeah, flat, yeah, type and. And then you look at this and you go, ah, the type was like, it feels like on the Rolex, it was sort of just like, it's on there. The watch was, I mean, understandably so, like the, the watch, 
the time telling was the function and 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 the durability and the whole thing. It's a diving watch. And they had to like print type somewhere. <laughs> the the longer one is a, is a complete composition. It's a, a, yeah. f- a full idea. It provides the structure of yeah. the yeah of it. It's lovely to see that you don't you don't see that much. You just don't see it very often um, anywhere. Actually, a lot of products in general, um, you can see like. This group built this, and this group built this, and this group built this, and they're not really, <laughs> they kind of work, but don't really, they hadn't considered each other. Yeah. This is like, you could just, this was, this is a complete idea um, in metal, and it's just lovely to, to see something so cohesive. I, I just, yeah. you don't see it very often. Yeah, and I'm guessing a lot of this is like, you know, I could easily imagine that like at Rolex or something, they're so bought into the like mechanism or, you know, some movement or something, right, that... That is set, and so they're like, well, you couldn't because you're not starting from like, st- oh, you can't, you're not starting over. You can't make these things where it's like, hey, we're going to design this from the get go. I'd be really curious to know the designer or design team, like, were they watchmakers? You know, like where, yeah. you know, how how did those pieces fit together? You know, like because they were. Yeah, it is. You can't. I would imagine it's one of these things where like maybe. You know, like this date window had to be exactly here for this reason. You know, there's all these constraints that we don't know about, right? Because we're not like watchmakers. And and I could just imagine this being incredibly difficult to actually pull off. Yeah, so 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 they they are and we're all all watchmakers. Okay. Their head of um product and R and D or whatever is a watch like everyone there is a watchmaker basically who okay. makes these sort of aesthetic decisions because they, they have to kind of know. Yeah. Um but anyway, it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of going in circles around it now. But it's um, <laughs> it, it's neat. And, and you know, when you if you get into watches and you you've seen a lot of watches or you've seen hundreds or thousands of them, um, you you see how hard it is actually to be original in this format. There are some mm. really out there wild, 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 unique things yeah. today that exist. Like there's there's like MBNF is a, is a brand that does wildly original like wildly original stuff. You guys should look that up. MB and F. Um, there's Grubel 4C. There's all these really avant garde, unusual, wacky, beautifully executed designs. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But back in the '90s, there were not. Yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm, that's that's mm-hmm. part of the, the the charm here. Well, and it, you know, I mean, I'm looking at this MBNF, and it's like some of these are like really wild and they seem like they're awesome yeah (laughs) and they seem like a work of engineering art but will they like get to this level of like like icon icon which i think this lenga one is like it's like you know like will can you get to this iconic status uh without this kind of um restraint that's that's like obviously you know kind of embodied in this watch it's like what Mm-hmm. Every brand's going to have their different points of view. So, like Longa, like the Longa one is is now an icon and will always be. Yeah, MBNF is great because they make they team up with different partners and they make very, very, very specific watches. And they've got a few categories, but their watches aren't necessarily intended to have designs that last forever. Yeah, in the same way, mm-hmm. they're they're mm-hmm. looking at always making brand new things. That's like their yeah. whole pushing ethos. and yeah. and it's extraordinary their stuff is so cool and so beautiful in its own way but it's so different um so every every brand's different and it's cool that there's lots of different brands that that exist to to sort of carve out different niches here and 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 focus on different things but um uh yeah longa longa is just great in general so the longa one is like you know a whole series like 20 30 years of watches but you in particular chose this very specific like serialized watch so what about this is it the store like the story of it is it just the design like the colors specifically what about it the fact that it's rare yeah so two things uh it it is very rare but i i didn't i don't care about that it just happens to be rare here's what i like about it it's even simpler than the standard longa one. So the standard longer one has what's called applied numerals. Yeah. So they're actually like little metal things. Roman yep. numerals. This is printed. So these are printed on the dial. So it's 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 simpler. It's yep. flatter. Flatter. Yeah. Um, and it has blued hands. And and the blued hands you only see the blue at certain angles and certain lights. Oh, okay. So and it's like a little bit iridescent, uh, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you look at them straight on, they look. Black ish, okay. but if you catch them in the light, they're they're beautifully like cornflower blue. And this is a 
That's cool. Historic thing in, in watchmaking, which is bluing steel or bluing metal, they do it with heat. So they heat the metal up to a certain temperature, very specific temperature, and it changes the chemical composition on the surface and turns into a different color. Yeah. And there's some brands that will make purple, and some, some brands actually can do yellow, and there's different things. But blued is sort of a, a really lovely thing. So this blue, these blued hands with the printed numerals against like this opaline silvery dial it just as a combination and the white white gold case which has a little bit of a warm luster to it because it's gold but it's not gold gold it's silvery it just the combination just got me and um there's i think a couple references that have these printed there's the steel one has a printed dial and this one has a printed dial i'm not sure if there's any others frankly there might be one other i'm not sure but most of them have the applied numerals and the other ones i have have the applied numerals so this is like this just does it for me. Yeah. It just does it for me. Yeah. You know? yeah and, and it's and it's it's definitely the best looking one I've seen. The one thing that catches my eye often on these watches is the um the date window can sometimes be a little heavy visually for me, where I'm like, oh, that's a lot. But with on this one, it really is it like recedes in a nice way where it's not as heavily like here we go here's this big element and so yeah which is which is ironic because it it is kind of an oversized date window like the yeah. it, compared to other watches like it's quite large but in the context of the harmony of the entire face like it it fits and yeah it doesn't feel overpowering necessarily right so traditionally the date on a watch is usually like at three o'clock yeah and it sort of takes the place of one of the markers. So it, it sort of, fe- it, 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 mm. it's kind of, it, it almost always just feels like thrown in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. What Langa did here is they, 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 first of all, it's at like one o'clock, which is su- highly unusual. It's big, which is highly unusual. There's actually a frame between the digits, which is highly unusual. And a squared off frame, which is like nothing else is square on this watch. <laughs> nothing else is square on this watch, right? <laughs> Yet it just, works yeah. so beautifully and it's it's like it was it so it was like placed there versus it ended up there yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah most yeah. watches it ends up at three because like if you need to add a date to a watch like that's where you put it because yeah. that's sort of where it goes sometimes it's at four thirty, sometimes it's at six but mostly it's at three and the they they designed this to be there yeah. and it just and it's framed beautifully a lot of things also in the in the watch collector community, people typically don't like dates on watches because mm. they kind of ruin the the purity of it and ruin the symmetry of it. Mm. Um, but but like Longa, you know, nobody who doesn't like dates on watches would look at this and go, "I don't like the date on this watch." Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's the third it's the third quarter of the triangle. You can't take it away. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's there. It's it's part of the whole jam. And and the type is lovely. Yeah, yeah. and it's treated with respect in that it's framed. Yeah. In metal, so a lot of dates just have a cutout in the dial, uh-huh. so you see the disc below. It's just a cutout. It just like the dial just ends. <sighs> in this case, they frame it with uh, I think it's white gold and this really lovely beveled frame. If you look very close in a loop, it's like it's finished beautifully. It's not just you know a piece of metal. It's everything was just touched. The chamfers are perfect and everything. Yeah, chamfers are perfect. And the and the I don't know the type. I, don't, I forget what these things are called, but like the the. The big, someone's going to laugh at me, but the big circle at the end of the two and the end yeah. of the five. Just, okay. I don't know if anyone's going to laugh again? at you for not knowing the the specific part of the type. Someone will. <laughs> anyway, it's just so lovely and, yeah. and poetic again to get to the poetic side of it. It's, it's really, really great. Yeah. I mean, what, Tom, when you had mentioned like it being a square uh, you know, date win- or mm-hmm. a rectangular date window. It's like that didn't even occur to me to being as unusual on this face because it fits so well. But it's like, it's, it's, if I was designing this watch, I would have tried a yeah, circle it's like all at first. It's right. like <laughs> everything else is a circle. Like we're going to have a small circle up here and a bigger and a bit. We'll have three circles. It'll be perfect. So to make that a rectangle, yep. like amongst all these circles is, yeah, that's another one of these bold choices that I didn't, that didn't even think it, it, to occur to me that that's unusual, but it, cause it fits so well. It, let me give you something else. That's really subtle that you probably don't know. And I didn't know for a long time. I'm going to get this, I have to look this up because I wouldn't know otherwise. So if you look at the power reserve mm-hmm. uh, arc, yeah. at the top you've got up and the bottom you've got down, that's in German. Um, and you see these dots, these, these triangles are not evenly spaced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Yep. And, and you go, mm-hmm. what is that about? So when you wind this watch, it has a, a three-day power reserve. So it'll run for three days without you winding it again. 
the, the top dot and the second dot, let's see, I, am, I have to read this out loud. Um, as you may notice, the distance between the triangles are not equal. This is, of course, not because someone was careless. On the contrary, it's a superb design feature of the Longa One. You see, the watch has three days of power reserve. When the watch is fully wound, it takes almost 1.5 days for the indicator to get to the bottom two dots, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another one, one and a half to two days to become fully unwound. So what happens is, so if you only have three days... It moves purport, uh, it moves faster early. Yeah, yeah, it's you nonlinear. More power mm. early, yeah, so yeah. you know yeah. to wind it because it looks like you're losing a lot more power that, oh, in the quickly. Early days yeah, 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 yeah. Than you are. Uh, so, so I see. they just built this in a way where they want you to keep it wound. So it's an information uh. design thing, and it's it's a yeah, it's super nonlinear. Yeah, it's so subtle. So the last two dots is like one and a half days, exactly. Right, and so it's like don't get down there. <laughs> Like, come on, what are you right. doing? Yeah. It's like that Seinfeld episode <laughs> with the like E with the like empty thing where they like keep going past oh, yeah. E really <laughs> On long. The car, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that no, that's really that's smart. So really they're telling you like, hey, don't you know, don't even get down to less than two days. Like keep this day. Don't even get down to less than two days. Yeah. It looks like you're mm-hmm. almost out, yeah. even though you still almost have two days yeah. left. That's and a nice affordance. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice affordance. Mm-hmm. It's really nice and um it helps you keep the watch wound, and it's just—it's a subtle thing. Again, they didn't have to do that. Definitely did not have to do that. It was harder to do if you think about it, because the way the, the mainspring is is wound, and then it, it loses power. There's there's a linear kind of a linear curve which they could have just followed. Which yeah. almost every other watch follows. Yeah. So they had to have some mm-hmm. different. I don't know the gearing, but they had to change the gearing so it, it does that. It yep. loses the, the dial moves faster earlier. Yeah, or yeah, the, the, yeah. the hand moves faster earlier. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Yeah. It was it was hard. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And, and that's cool. Yeah, this feels very Bauhaus. Mm. It just feels like such a Bauhaus-inspired thing, like such a humanist, like, you know, let's... And it just, to me, this wouldn't be so incredibly impressive if this was a graphic design interface problem. But it's, right. not, it's not. It's like this crazy, also <laughs> mechanical problem. And then, you know, when you wrap in all this historical, like taking a chance stuff, it really does that thing yeah. of... This seems simple and subtle, but guess what? It's actually the hardest way to do it. You know, it's like this is actually yeah. the hardest. It know? also, in general, the size. So it's thirty-eight point five millimeters, which is basically what's called the Goldilocks size. Mm-hmm. Like it fits everybody perfectly. Mm. It's just the right size, and um, that's also hard to come by in watches. A lot of watches are either too big or too small. Uh-huh. And thirty-eight mm. five. Like they could have gone thirty-eight. They could have gone thirty-nine. You know, they could have gone 38. They went 38.5. And yeah. whenever you see that, <laughs> you know, okay. It's like someone is, a, is paying attention. consideration. Yeah. It didn't just happen. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. it's like, I would not be surprised at all if they had a, a 39 and a 38 flat. And they're like, yeah. you know, in some way, probably not a full watch, but some kind of like, uh, what, are we, Case. what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. They also make it in a 41. So they make what's called the Longa One uh, Grande or Grand or mm-hmm. Grand, probably Grand. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. it in German. There's probably an accent. But they do. <laughs> it's the same watch. It's just proportions are, are increased. Uh-huh. Whatever The layout's the same. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the original 38.5 is just so dialed in. Yeah, you can you can be sure that. There were multiple case sizes that were developed and worn and looked at and oh, yeah. considered, and um, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's lovely. I was yeah. also, um, yeah. um, somewhere I saw mentioned about the, the one of the like iconic, maybe it's just like Langa in general, is on the, what are they called? The lugs have this like reverse yep. chamfer that comes in, um, like where it connects back to the like case, which is what yeah that um and that's like a, i see that yeah i guess like a trademark yeah apparently yeah. that's like one of their things that just is like the brands like iconic uh like kind of geometry and there is something really nice about that too like like it's so hard to kind of i i know from experience of like designing these things or like something feels off and you make this one little change and it's like ching, and it <laughs> it really it it uh i don't know it, they did it, right? They did it. And it makes it more sculptural. It's subtle. I'm looking at it right now, like in the light. It's a sculptural thing. It makes it look more like a like a horn or something, yeah. you know, coming yeah. out. It, it, it's, it is, I, you know, it's funny because I haven't really noticed that much before. But now that you mention it, 
um, it's there. And it's also one of those things you don't see really because you're wearing the watch, you're looking down on it. So you don't see the, that detail, but it's there. Yeah. And it seems like the button for the date changing is like almost the same thickness as that like chamfer thickness. You know, it's just, you know, oh, you can just yeah, tell that kind of. they didn't stop with the care. Like I'm sure if we looked at the movement of this thing, you're going to see these same yeah. crazy lineup things. You know, there, there's someone did this oh, yeah. sweated out the like, well, we really need to line up these screws, you know, like I'm sure yeah. that that's there, you know, it is, it is in the back. And then, um, the other thing to mention is the, the so the, 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 what's called the, the case band, which is the middle of the case mm-hmm. is polished while the top and the bottom, I'm sorry, is brushed yeah. while the top and the bottom are polished. polished. And mm-hmm. it, it, it actually, mm. um, just gives, it gives the watch a little bit more dimension. And this is not a, a longa only thing, but it's just a nice detail again, uh, to do that. Um, so yeah, um, and there's some other cool things with the buckle itself being a little bit different, and, uh, and that's interesting. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a neat thing. It's a neat yeah. thing. When I was you know kind of started researching this, one of the things that surprised me or struck me most was that this came out in 1994, which we mentioned earlier. Because I would have just seeing it and not really being a watch expert, I would have guessed much earlier. Like that kind of surprised me in. Uh, how recent that was and uh and then in like reading some more and and uh you know watching some youtube videos and such uh something a phrase jumped out to me which is tapes take something before your time and then modernize it like that seemed to be somewhat of the the prerogative or kind of like the initiative is you know it's like we have this history as a company you know from the 1800s and then it kind of you know went away world war ii and we're bringing it back and so what is our kind of stake in the ground in terms of speaking to that history, but also we're not trying to make something old timey, like we're still like living in a modern time and trying to introduce this new fresh thing. So how do we thread that needle to where we're kind of speaking to both eras? And yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it's like quite successful here. For them, for, for Longa, it's a, it, like the, the thread is um, qual- really high quality Um it is um, doing the hard thing mm-hmm. versus the easy thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's um, as I mentioned on the on the, on the no, what's called the balance cock. This this hand engraved detail uh, is something they they used to do, uh, you know, historically, and so they brought that through, which is really really cool. And then the use of German silver for the movements is also something that I think was historical, and they and they brought that through. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, and the other thing that's really interesting about them is that this is again, like a watch nerdy thing, but the finishing, Mm -hmm. meaning the, the detailing on the, on the movement, Mm -hmm. if you really look at these watches with a loop, you, you start to see all the beveling that's all done by hand and, and engraving and whatever. Um, Longa, um, essentially has the same level of finishing on their, Entry level watches, which are like twenty grand, mm-hmm. so of course, a lot of money. But that's their, all mm-hmm. the way up to their watches that are you know multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. They they mm-hmm. they they still have the, even the twenty thousand dollar watch is, has the same respect given to it in terms of finishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the more mm-hmm. expensive ones have more details and they have more things going on, but the level of finishing still is the same. Yeah, the yeah. It's ones. just and that's something that's really important to them. Yeah, yeah. Which is mm. uh, which I think you know is the thing that feels so magical. Like when, even if you're at like the lower end, you're like, this is still like a valuable, like someone has cared about this object, you know, like all the way. I definitely would like take a look, dear listener at the, at the back of this watch, (laughs) because it is that would you say the balance cock is what you call it? The little, yeah, that's called the balance cock. That's the thing that you can see the like filigree engraving in it. And the fact that they didn't go everywhere on that, but it's still there and it's done by hand and it's unique to each watch. It is a real, it's like a little message. It's like, Hey, like we're still here. (laughs) Like this is made by a human and this is still here. And so there is something. And I just, the fact that it's hidden to me is the thing that makes that cool. So particularly oh, hidden to almost everyone except the person that owns it, right? It's like a love letter. Right. It's like a, hey, like, remember <laughs> yeah. we have this connection. It's like this thread that, you know, connects the it, the person that made it and the person that's wearing it. One of the things that's really neat, I've, I've never done this because I've never been to Germany. But if you bring your, your watch to Germany, um, your Longa to, to the German Longa factory mm-hmm. or the, you know, headquarters, um, 
they'll turn it over and they'll look at the at the the, the engraving uh-huh. and they'll know exactly who did it. So there's, uh-huh. I think there's only four people mm-hmm. who do it, and they all have like a little mm-hmm. signature flourish. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's you know mm-hmm. Andrea yeah. or whatever. Like, you know, it, it's known <laughs> who awesome. did it because they they know each other's styles and stuff. So it's a, kind of a neat, real connection back to the brand, which is a fun thing. That is, re- I mean, it's really cool. And if you want to look at some really crazy, crazy stuff that Longa does, if you if you if you guys are up for it, look up look up the um, it's called the data graph. So D A T O G R A P H. Mm-hmm. Um, look up Longa data graph um, movement, like on Google or something like that, and look at um, look at the, uh, the images. I mean, the, yeah, like the, the stuff that they do is just like it's just extraordinarily beautiful um, and detailed. And these these watches have, I think, three or four hundred parts, yeah. individual parts in them, um, and they're just. And the other thing that's really cool about this company is they'll check this out. So they'll assemble the, the movement, right? Which takes a long time, as you can imagine. Yeah. And then they will disassemble it and assemble it again. Um, mm. And that is their quality control. So they'll take mm. it apart. They'll build it. They'll take it apart completely and put it back together again with every single watch that they sell. Mm. Just to make sure everything goes back the way it's supposed to and that everything works and can be serviced and can be taken apart. And it's, it's, it's like such an commercially unnecessary move yeah 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 well not but see but not if they're to me that says hey we're in this for the super long haul like because what they're checking there is we can service this (laughs) and it's like yeah guys this is it's like in some ways you can make a business case that that's the smart thing to do because you know you can service it or whatever right it's like this but yeah that is um it's that message of like we're not going anywhere kind of thing that is yeah, it's like checking their work yeah. too, in a sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it's it, I do. Yeah. And it, yeah. it should, what, I said it was commercially unnecessary, but like to them, it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. But 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 you could imagine how unnecessary that would be if you had a board of directors yeah. who's like, wait, exactly. wait, wait, why are you doing this? This takes an extra four days per watch. Get this out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 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 that's that whole like opinionated design thing, and, and being able to. Just to be stay opinionated is is I think I mean this is definitely my hobby horse but it's like the thing that I think makes greatness um, and yeah and and it's like what turns uh, all high end architects into assholes too it's like the same thing where it's like you 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 have to fight for the opinion and, and the bigger the project gets and the more people involved you, you it takes more fighting I think but it's really uh, it is. Quite a thing. You should, if you, Jason, if um, there's this, there's this YouTube channel called ClickSpring. You're, when you were talking about the bluing, I was really remembering this. I, I used to, I still watch this channel quite a bit. He puts out very few videos, but he's a watchmaker. He's not making watches on the channel, but he's making like, right now he's rebuilding this ancient mechanism. Oh, restoring old stuff. Yeah. Well, no, not restoring. He's building it from scratch and it's like, and it's filmed in the chillest way. Like you could just sit on your couch and just like mesmerize, watch this like tiny machining and he'll like blue a watt, like a little gear, but he like makes the tools to do the bluing. It's just like, it's so, you can tell this guy was, when I found out he's a watchmaker, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. But that the, the like incredible amount of patience that is demonstrated by craftsmen like that and in these watches is is the thing to me that is like the real beautiful it's just like it takes so much patience even from the design side to be like now we're gonna we're gonna decide if it's uh 28 or 20, 38.5 or 39 you know like the patience yeah. that is required and the discipline to like launch a brand and really get it right is is pretty pretty awesome 100 percent agree I, I i don't know if i've seen that guy but i've seen other people do that on on video it's it is very mesmer it's very relaxing yeah um you know what's cool about this too is that is that mechanical watches um are basically i feel like one of the last objects on earth that humans make that will last forever yeah um this watch that i have like mm. i'll give it to my my son or my daughter and he or she will give it to their kids and, and it'll work forever. And it'll be serviceable forever. And that just not, we live in such a disposable society yeah. now that it's really wonderful to see the, this, these are analog objects yep. um, that, that if maintained properly, like serviced once every decade will literally last forever and have the same exact utility 
uh, that they do today in in a hundred years, in a thousand years, and that's such a cool thing. Um, yeah, it's why a lot of people are really attached to these things. Like they they get them, you know, their grandfather would pass away, and they'd get their grandfather's watch or something. And when they look down on their wrist and look at their grandfather's watch, like their grandfather did the exact same thing, and it did it did the exact same thing, and it will do the same thing for every generation to come. It will never be obsolete. It'll never go away. I have that story. So my dad died when I was like three and a half, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, recently I've been like coming back around to like connecting with him and I realized like, yeah. oh, I had this Seiko watch, but it was like all broken and stuff. So I had it like completely refurbished and back. And it's like, yes, it's a pain. Like, yes, it drops time all the time. It's like a 1970s era Seiko diver watch, sure. you know, but it's like <laughs> j- that thing you're talking about of like, he had this on his wrist, like, and, and those objects was like kind of totemic objects of like, it, they're magical. And I, you know, my sense is like, these are going to get more valuable not necessarily monetarily, but like sentimentally, like there's going to be fewer and fewer and fewer objects where it would make sense that it could last for forever. And the fact that it's like, hey, this is a gear and a spring. These aren't getting better. Like we figured that out. Uh, yeah. You know, like it's like this will this will just remain as a thing. And so it's it's um, yeah, it is something. I mean, look around. Like you've got some guitars. Like guitars yeah. can last, obviously some old old cars new cars will not last like this because new cars are computer there's computers in them and and that software won't people won't know how to service that in 20 years whatever but old old you know vintage 911s and like old mercedes and old cars those those will last forever as well um your guitars will last forever a watch mechanical watches can last forever but most of the things we deal with these today these computers we're, we're all on and and the phones and and basically pretty much everything else they won't, it won't work in 25 years. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that was what was so grating about when the Apple Watch yeah, launched yes, the gold, yes. the gold edition, where it's just like, this is, this is a mismatch. You're, you're combining two things that don't go together. Like gold can last forever in a timepiece. The computer <laughs> inside this thing is most definitely not going to, it was almost outdated the moment it was launched because it was so slow. So like, I think that you're hitting at exactly what was, why I had such a problem about that specific edition of the watch is like, you're, you're missing the lead here there. You're combining two things that don't belong together. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I mean, it had a, um, it was obviously a fashion statement um, and it wasn't at 20 grand or something like that. I think something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, the problem was, is like, I mean, maybe it wasn't a problem. I don't know, but, um, you're right. Like go, the reason some of these watches are gold, I mean, there's a luxury side to it, but also like it's fundamental and elemental. It's, it's gold. It'll last forever. It can be repaired mm-hmm. easily. If you mm-hmm. get it scratched, it can be polished. I mean, and it, it came from a star. Like, the whole thing is just so <laughs> and it awesome. Came from a star. Wait, and it's like it's um, and it will last forever. And generally non-reactive with your skin. You know, I mean, it's just like there's reasons here. Yeah, there's there's reasons. reasons, and there's a half yeah. to it. Yeah, and to combine that with, but you know, it was it was an interesting. I mean, look, uh, that was an interesting move for sure. Um, yeah. But I think it's telling that they don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I do wish they would bring like a ceramic one back. Yeah. So that the ceramic yeah. was pretty great. For sure. White ceramic was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah the white ceramic. I. I'm waiting for that one, yeah. And interestingly enough, ceramic has been making a, a very stru- big comeback in mechanical watches. So like Audemars Piguet, uh, IWC, a number of these mm. brands are making ceramic watches now. And ceramic is really in the limelight now. And it wasn't so much uh, back when Apple did it. So I'd love to see Apple bring that back. But I think part of it, too, is that these things, these materials are expensive. And because the watches are disposable, it, it's, a hard, it's a hard fit. It doesn't really work as well. Totally, yeah. yeah. Jason, I was curious, the, you know, the, the five or so watches that you have, are any of them the variations like with the moon phase or the time zone or any of those? Like, have you explored any of those options? Yeah, no. So all the longer ones I have are the simple original longer one. I really, really like the moon phase, but I don't have one. And then the other ones I like are quite a bit bigger. They're 41 and a half millimeters. I don't have a big wrist. So they don't quite fit me, or 42 millimeters. Like the time zone, the, the, the most beautiful one I think is, is actually, besides the simple basic one, is the perpetual calendar. So perpetual calendars are things in watches. Um, and if you look at how everyone else makes a perpetual calendar, and then you look at how Longa One fit the perpetual calendar into the Longa One design language, it is so beautiful um, and so still spare 
even though there's so much. So a perpetual calendar has the day of the week, the date, the month, the leap year, the time. And I think they also might have a moon phase on it as well. Yeah, I see in that. Yeah. All of the information and it's still harmonious. It does not feel cluttered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the months on the outside ring rotate once a month. Oh, I didn't even see them. I was literally staring at this as you're yeah. describing it. I didn't even see the months until you said that. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah, okay. It's yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful, but it's 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 42 millimeter. Now, if you and if you were to so if you were to look at this and then you were to look at a like Patek Philippe like you can look up Patek Philippe perpetual calendar or something like that. Mm-hmm. You'll see how other brands do it. And what's mm-hmm. so amazing about the Longa one is that they're able to fit a variety of different complications. These are called complicated for non-watch people in the same design language. And it never feels like it's too much. So if, if you look at the perpetual calendar, what's really interesting is um, they, they flip the dial. So the, di- the time's on the right now. Seconds are on the left. You've got the moon phase in the seconds uh, section. Um, and then they lost the power reserve because now it's an automatic movement. So you just, you don't have to wind it. You just wear it. And it, it so now they, but they've converted the, the, the time or the power reserve into the day of the week. Huh. And then they just added the, the, um, the months as a disc around the end. And it just, it, it points, so that there's a little arrow at the bottom pointing to the current month. And it looks, there's so much more information on here yet. Like it's, looks it like doesn't feel there. that way. Yeah. What is what is the the numeral above the arrow that's pointing to the month? What is that? Yeah, that's the um, uh, year of the leap year. So, um, so you're in the se- so in this case, like you might let's say I don't oh. even know if the leap year is 2024. I think is maybe the next one. In this case, you'd be in 2022. It just tells you where you uh-huh. are in the leap year situation because what's cool about perpetual calendars is that. Um, they account for all the leap years, but when you set them, you have to know what year you're in, in the leap year phase to set it properly. So that's key. If you look also at the Longa One time zone, which is really awesome, that one has, that one's quite a bit more complicated, but it, as an information, as a design piece, it's really interesting to talk about if you have another minute for this. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, while, while you're looking for that, why why do you think they mirrored the face for the perpetual calendar? Uh, I thought that was an interesting choice to flip, you know, the location of all the dials. Yeah, they've done that before. So um, they used to make a Longa one called the um, Longa one Daymatic, and they had the days on the left. They flipped the dial, and the days were on the left. It must be something with the movement construction. Mm, yeah, where they maybe because they they don't want to change the um, the crown, right? They can't, right? They, they couldn't like move the crown to the other side. No. So I'm, that's probably the constraint. It might just be the, the way that I'm right, not sure, right, but right, but right, but yeah. um, I, actually, I think the autom- actually mm-hmm. the automatic. So the daymatic was automatic, and the perpetual calendar is automatic. And I think because they're automatic, they flip them. If if you look at this. This is the current time zone. This is a manually wound, just like the original Longa ones manually wound, and the date and the time is on the left. So I think the manual ones, time's on the left, and the automatic one, they, they flip it. But so this is interesting because... Okay, gotcha. So this one, you'll love this. Um, if you zoom in on it, okay, you've got the cities around the outside. Uh-huh. If you look at the, where the seconds normally is, there's not seconds there. There's actually a second time zone. It's a second time display. Yeah. And then there's a little arrow between it's seven, at, at, at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That arrow points to the current city. So in this case, that small disk there is set to New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the big gotcha. disk is set to your local uh-huh. location. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what's really cool is if you look in, in the middle where the pinion is, where the where the where the hours and minutes are, there's like a blue half disc. Uh huh. Yeah. That tells you if you're in AM uh-huh. or PM. Oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, so if you know if it's nighttime or not, because the, because your yeah. time zone could be 12 hours apart or something, you don't know. Yeah. So, so that rotates to tell you if you're in day or All night. Right. <laughs> um, and so you get that information, and then. Um, uh, and then they, they move the small seconds in the main dial and put it at six o'clock. It's just, it's a really, you know, again, like 
they're working with this design language which they can fit so much more information on and still keep it pretty straightforward. It's, it's really beautiful. Yeah, well, I mean, that, but that is not easy, right? It's right. like, it's yeah. like, it's like. <laughs> and it's AM, PM for both local time and away time. They've got two different discs, yeah. and you'll see how they're at different positions because they're yeah, it's, different. Yeah, there's a delta or whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, yeah. And I thought I, I thought I read as uh, you can press a button and change yes. and flip which dial is displaying which yeah, time. Yeah, so is I don't know which. Or, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I think <laughs> it's the lower, lower button. button. Yeah. Well, the lower button is how you would, if you hit the lower button once, yeah, yeah. it rotates a disc, right, to find the next city. But oh, there's some, uh-huh. maybe if you hit both buttons, at the, I don't really know, but if you hit both buttons, yeah. it would flip the times. Apparently. And it's so crazy to think, you know, we're so used to like software world where it's like, oh, like triple tap on the button to do this. But it's like, no, this is mechanical. mechanical. <laughs> like, like it's like, okay, wait, but how do we do it to where we do both buttons? It switches that, you know, it's like. Yeah, it all has have, to be like levers and gears and pinions and, and, and you're like. Yeah, and it's, and it's not. It's so, it, I must add so, so much complexity. So much it's complexity. like whatever that thing is to do that little flip thing. It's like. That wasn't simple, so they must have really <laughs> thought that was important. You know, it's just there's a different level of of um, not exactly constraints, but just like de- determination one must have to to design a watch like this. It, it, there was a while where Dan and I were like, "Oh, we should maybe design a watch for Studio Need," and there's just no way we, could, <laughs> we we would end up doing. Yeah, and we were, I mean, we would be doing. We would not be making a mechanical watch. It'd be like let's no, even no, just something still, simple with a quartz movement or whatever. It's like this is actually really. <laughs> it's hard to bring something original. We would because we would just yeah. be stuck. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't. We would just buy some movement and then it would be pigeonholed and yeah, it just like doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to bring. It's hard to bring something original. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. There's actually companies called. I can't find it. I'll see if I can find it for you later. What they did was they, they, they couldn't change the display. They're using someone else's movement, so they can't really change like the hands. But they were able to play with the bezel, the bezel that turns in really interesting ways to bring some new functionality to the watches. It's a really cool, um, innovative idea. Um, so it's like you work with what you can. So in that case, they couldn't yeah. change the basics, but they could change the periphery. And it was pretty clever. So, yeah, there's always room. But it's hard. Yeah, there's. I mean, you know, like, yeah, maybe there's like styling yeah. or something, but it's just or like materiality or something. But it is, it is. They're just so in like inextricably linked, like the two things that it's just like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We always like when you know we designed a pin like you know years ago, and at first we were like, oh, we'll just get the the like clicking mechanism off the shelf, and it was like pretty quickly we we're like, oh, we can't do that. We got to make design our own. And, and I just feel like we would go down the exact same road with the watch where it's like, you know, it would end in. Yeah. It's so, it in yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so, but you guys, you guys make physical objects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, like I have one of your panel books. I, I love, oh, awesome. I love that. I draw all, pretty much all my interface designs in it. Cause uh, I, I don't cool. like drawing. On, I, I draw on the iPad when I need to share it with other people, mm-hmm. but when I'm just thinking things through, I, I use that. I just love how it's wide and it's exactly how I want it to be. And there's room in the dots and the whole thing. So you guys are very good at, at that stuff. Well, gosh, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, you know, it's, it, it, and it, for us, I think it does literally come down to like, because we're, um, we'll like jump into a world where not, not been like we designed a pen or notebook. We can do all these like weird amateurish things that are like not right or weird because we're coming in kind of more blank slate. And so we can be like, no, we should do this. This feels like right. And I think that that is the, that's the trick of like staying is like, is keeping that true, like opinionated that feels right. That, that like, like strong statement and like keeping a structure of your company or design practice where you can keep that going through the whole process is, is I think the whole trick and, it's like amazing that this company, it's like clear. Maybe they don't do it now, but I'm. They, but they definitely did at the beginning. I have no, I have no idea right now. But like, they definitely birthed the company. <laughs> well, I think it, it's, that, and it's to your pretty, point. It's actually good not to know how to do a lot of things. Um, that that's where you can. Yeah. It's so. Once you know how everyone else does it, it becomes very hard to do anything new. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, rr, 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 I'm in yeah, this box. So it's it's yeah. nice to just like, oh, we've never made a notebook before. I don't really. <laughs> give a about sure how other people have done i don't even know i mean i know because we've all used them but like i mean i, yeah. I don't know how you guys went through it but i can imagine you could study that or you can be like i or just what can we make mm-hmm. 
that 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 what's the best yeah like what's mm-hmm. the best like yeah, how would how, we do how, it? How, yeah. how would this thing open flat and you know how you know all the things yeah. all the things i'm sure you guys went through but um yeah. <laughs> it's a great product though and it, and, it, and it shows um and the proportions are right and and the it's durable it's, it's really really well considered oh, thank you that's awesome to hear yeah. uh should we quickly do the the dita rams uh bit did i did i mention yeah. this to you jason where we you may we have kinda, but i forgot yeah so no worries we, we have this kind of ongoing bit where we look at the 10 uh design principles from dita rams mm. and each pick which we think is the best one that exemplifies whatever product we're talking about today so uh I mean, Tom, do you want to go first? Give Jason a second to... Uh... So I was, you know, when I was thinking about this, I, I was like deciding between good design is innovative or mm-hmm. unobtrusive because it just felt like that innovative, like, let's let's do this, like, you know, asymmetrical face. But I think this unobtrusive is, is my pick because it's... Um, I think the thing that really, like, one of the... Be, beyond this being like this innovative kind of daring graphic design thing but that's really subtle the fact that the movement is visible but it's only visible to the person wearing it on the back of the to me that is like such a like gnarly move it is such a wise elder statesman move to to me that is the restraint that's helped like in that so so anyways I, i say good design is unobtrusive is my pick for this just because I don't know. I just love yeah. that restraint. What, what did you get a chance to pick one, Jason? What do you think? I did, and and I'm going to be difficult and say seven point five because to <laughs> me it's between seven and eight. Actually, uh-huh. um, seven being long lasting. I, you know, any mechanical watch is built to last f- forever. But but part of it to this point is um, this design will stand the test of time. It, there's nothing about it that's of the period and nothing about it that feels like it will it will be old or or be faddish there's it just it has a lasting thing to it it just has that so i think there's that and then to the last detail like we talked about if you're around watches for enough uh, for a long time you you see all these compromises that are made like the type wasn't considered or the movement isn't finished very well or what this watch the longa one is is so thoroughly considered at every level um, from, from the harmonious asymmetry to the type, to, to the arcing type, um, to the typeface itself, um, to, to, to the details of the movement itself, to the, to the engraving. There really is, and, and to your point about the, the, the lugs, there really is nothing that was um, left unconsidered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the closer you look, the more this probably revealed, yeah. right? It's like the like the more magnetic, like magnetized you get, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So seven point <laughs> yeah. five for me. I know it's a cop out, but yeah. I mean, those were your seven and eight were uh, the two that I kind of like. Oh, these were the best. But th- this was the first time. So we do this exercise every episode, and usually I'll go through the list, and I'm like, ah, eh, this one kind of doesn't really apply, or or oh, this is a really good one. This is the first episode where. I could make a strong argument for every point. Like, I think it's it's pretty yeah. easy to yeah. uh, argue why this watch kind of uh, appeals to all of these principles. Um, with that said, uh, I'm just going to pick aesthetic because that was the first thing that when I first saw an image of the watch, just the harmony, the, like as we said at the beginning, like the asymmetry paired with harmony and how hard that is to do that was like what first jumped out at me is like man what a what a nice thing to look at so they did it that's a good one yeah like how do you fit all this stuff in a circle (laughs) i mean it's just like not easy thing to do it's like you know it's like how do you do that how do you put all this stuff in In a a small circle yeah in a small circle and i I think i think it on your point about jason about the like type being in a line and considered, I, I think it does actually form the structure. Uh, like you remove that type, I mean, obviously that's going to just break things. But I, I want, I, I wonder if that was the key. You know what I mean? To like putting a circle inside the, because you needed a circle inside the circle. I, I bet you needed to make uh, those disparate elements like, you know, be could be a form. Like if you erased this entire thing and just took the type and the complications out, it would work as a thing. You know, you could like. Put it on your wall and be like, oh, that's harmonious and beautiful, right? 
But if you, that type wasn't there and then you took that stuff out, it would be like, what's this blob of stuff? And so, and I think this aesthetic thing of like graphic design, it's like someone was a, is artful oh, yeah. that was trained at <laughs> Bauhaus probably or something like it's, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think those are all good. I mean, it's weird to, to look at a watch and, and see nature, which is not kind of, I mean, even though like you can make the argument about time and nature, but to, to the, to the asymmetry and the harmony, really, I keep coming back to when I look at this, I, I really think of looking uh, in nature at, um, you know, everything you look at in nature, just like it looks good, mm-hmm. even though it's not symmetrical, yeah. even though maybe down to the, down to the detail right. it might mm-hmm. be if you really look close yeah. at some things. Yeah. But a tree is just kind of a mess and, and flowers are beautiful, but they're, you know, leaning yeah, over yeah. and everything's sort of, but there's just a harmony to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this, this is to yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah. cool. Man, I, you know, I'm just noticing this, the power reserve hand is just sitting out there with nothing <laughs> right. anchoring it. It's just floating out there. Like, what a bulb to be like, maybe we could just pop it up. It's just like, how does that work? Like, it's, it's like, does break these like conventions of graphic design where it's like, what? What are you doing? That's actually, you know, it's very interesting that you mentioned that because everything else I'm looking at is, is held in. So you've got the hours and minutes held in by a circle. It's held and centered. Yeah. You've got the small seconds held in by a circle. You've got the big date held in by the frame. And then the powers are just sitting there. Yeah. It's held in with the triangle. It's yeah. like the center of that triangle. Yeah. But still, like, it's just a real move to be like, well, I just we'll put it. Yeah. <laughs> that that to me is a per, is the perfect example of like... I don't understand why this works, but it works is because there actually is a very strong structure holding that in place, but your eyes kind of connected. It's an invisible connection because otherwise it's like, oh, this is just a no man's land, you know, floating out here. That's a great point. Yeah, there is a lattice work here that you can't see, but you, you sense. Yeah. And that is what anchors that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, it, it is. I, you know, it's funny. I just hadn't really looked at that in that way before, but um yeah, very interesting. Yeah, they're awesome. Well, yeah. we could keep yeah. nerding out on <laughs> the graphic design and like the because I mean, just imagine like the conversation we could have if any of us knew how the mechanical yeah. side of this. Like, we all know there's this like huge <laughs> other thing happening, but we don't yeah. know about it. And so, like, we're sitting here like nerding out like, for an hour about the graphic design of this thing, but it's like the real complexity is like uh, unknown yeah. to us, you know. And so it's but. Yes. Uh, Great. Well, this is fun. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This is awesome. Yeah, it's 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 always fun to talk when, you know, on on these shows. Like, it's often like, oh, phone person was like, I really like these office chairs. It's like, <laughs> let's get into office chairs, you know. And so it's nice to really be introduced to this world of watches by someone who just like really <laughs> cares <laughs> and like has an eye and loves the details. Because then you you start to fall in love with the like. We have a friend. Our co- some we do this podcast. Uh, uh, other shows with our p- co-host Mike Hurley, and I could see. I, I think oh, he's bought almost every single thing that we've done a show <laughs> oh. on. <laughs> it's like, watch out, Mike. This one, yeah. <laughs> this one's different. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's. Yeah, these have become expensive. I mean, I bought I bought these when they weren't. Yeah. But, well, I mean, they've always been yeah. <laughs> expensive. Uh, you know, obviously relative, but um, yeah, they've gotten they've gotten. Although the prices have been coming down, so maybe if someone's been waiting, it could be possibly a good time. But who knows? Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Jason. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Cool. Likewise. Thanks, guys. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 99.